Has your company just gone public, giving you a sudden influx of wealth? Have you been saving for the future and want to be sure you're managing wisely? Congratulations, and welcome to Wealth Unlocked with Tom Selbo of Landmark Wealth Management Group. Tom offers guidance to help you make the big decisions surrounding your finances, avoid costly mistakes, and build a strong financial foundation for your future. Let's get started. IRAs have been around since 1974, while Roth IRAs were created in 1997. But what's the difference, and why could it matter to your retirement? Your host, Tom Selbo, is here with a guest to discuss the plans and how the option to convert an existing IRA to the Roth version might be something to consider. So, Tom, please tell us about your guest. Yeah, welcome in, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, I have with me another partner and wealth advisor here at Landmark, Chad Broberg. Um, and I'll, I'll have Chad speak a little bit about himself in a minute. But what I want to kick this conversation off with is just a little bit of a preface. If you all remember a couple episodes back, and if you you didn't catch it, go ahead and it'd be a good one to go back and listen to. But I, I did a high-level overview of traditional versus Roth IRAs. And one of the questions Chad and I get asked about all the time is just, do I need a Roth IRA? Everyone hears about Roth IRAs and and they're a great tool. So I did that overview of, of what a traditional and a Roth IRA is. And in this episode, I want to go a little bit deeper and get beyond just the informational standpoint of what are they technically and get into some of the strategic application. Uh, we, we, we always, I mention this a lot where, you know, knowledge is everywhere now. You can Google anything. It's easy to figure out what is this or what is that. But knowing how to apply that knowledge is what I would call wisdom. And it's why so many people come to professionals like Chad and myself to uh, to apply that knowledge. So that, that's a preface to where we're going in this episode. Uh, from here, though, Chad Broberg, uh, welcome in. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Yeah, great to have you here. Uh, Chad, you, you're, you're a CFP, you're a partner and a wealth advisor here at Landmark. How long have you been doing this? Uh, just about 22 years, believe it or not. It's gone by relatively fast, but uh, yeah, it's been about 22 years now. 22 years. And it's just a, I highlight that because here at Landmark, we have we have 12 wealth advisors, another 25 team members behind us. And, and a lot of what we do is we, each of us specialize in different areas so that we can become experts. And it's one of the benefits of working with Landmark is we have a team of experts, a a wealth of information that we can draw on for your personal and and, and planning needs. Uh, and one of the areas, Chad, that, that you focus on a lot is, I mean, I would call it, what would be the best way to call it? Is it taxes in retirement, uh, tax planning? How, how would you explain that? Yeah, it could be income tax reduction planning, um, particularly around retirement plans. It could be, you know, Roth conversion strategies. It could be a number of different things or, or names, I guess. Got it. And I, so whenever I have stuff that's, again, 
taxes and retirement and how to do that long-term planning. Chad is one of those resources myself and, and all of our advisors here draw on. But today specifically, we I kind of want to dive into that Roth conversion technique. It's something that's become more and more popular. So Chad, what is a Roth conversion, just, just technically? Yeah, Roth conversion is the process of converting IRA dollars into Roth IRA dollars. Um, so effectively, you know, IRA dollars being pre-tax dollars and converting them to a Roth IRA that are post-tax dollars and then having tax-free growth in a Roth IRA. Um, both IRA and IRA are tax-deferred, but very different upon taking the money out where the IRA is going to be fully taxable and a Roth IRA is tax-free when done correctly. So Roth conversion is that process of moving money from an IRA to a Roth IRA. Okay. And when you when you do that in that conversion, you you pay some tax along the way. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Whatever amount that you end up converting. So for example, if you convert fifty thousand dollars in twenty twenty-three, um, well then you're going to get a tax document as the end of the year, that's going to say, hey, you have an extra taxable income that you need to pay tax on of $50,000 more. Okay. So it's a high level. It's a strategically, you're saying, okay, I'm going to pay some taxes today to get this conversion done. And then they'll, it'll get into the Roth and there'll be a tax-free benefit down the road. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So, so that's what it is. And it, I, I will get into the strategy here, but when you're, when you're looking at Roth conversions and who it might be right for, because it's, it's certainly not right for everybody, who is it generally right for, but what kind of um, demographic or, or what are you looking at when, when you think Roth conversions are generally the most beneficial? Well, a lot of times for, for us, we're looking at people who are um, early in retirement. We like to get people to the point of retirement, understand what their withdrawal needs will be with their IRAs, and then from there be able to determine if it makes sense or not to look at a Roth conversion strategy. So a lot of times it's people who are getting into retirement, but it doesn't need to be. It could be really at any point at any age, but um, ideally the conversion, the, it's more situational and trying to do um, Roth conversions at a point for someone where they can try and have minimize the tax implications. Got it. Okay. So it's not necessarily age dependent, but it's just, it's income dependent and, and long-term planning dependent. I, I think about out here where I am in Silicon Valley and there's, there's a lot of people that in their thirties and forties, they, uh, they get big stock options, companies go public and um, they might have a lot of deferred dollars in their 401ks and even at a young age, they might decide to take some years off of work. And I, in those scenarios, if you're going to have low income years for one reason or another, are those opportunities to look at Roth conversions? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are, and that's sometimes when we look at retirement for people, it may be something where, hey, they had a little money in the bank that they were just going to live on for the first six, 12, 18 months or longer um, and not really have any income or very little income. And so, there could be some really great opportunities there to take advantage of low tax brackets so it's a Roth conversion. Okay. So when we get into the strategy, I know there's a variety of things that the Roth conversions can help with, but just maybe talk us through some of the main benefits 
that and problems we're trying to solve with this technique? Yeah, I'd say, you know, for most part, the reasons of doing Roth conversion are um, one, typically we're looking one just to get uh, future tax free growth versus just tax deferred growth. So, for example, if someone were to convert $50,000 from an IRA to a Roth IRA, and that now $50,000 in the Roth IRA now grows to be $200,000 20 years later, the $150,000 of growth that they had is now captured tax-free versus had that $50,000 been left in the IRA and grows to $200,000 20 years later. Now that $150,000 was tax-deferred, but it's fully taxable upon withdrawal. So one reason to be capture uh, future investment growth or growth uh, tax-free. And then the other one that uh, we get into a lot is trying to reduce down the future required minimum distribution um, or RMD for a person as a way because those RMDs can certainly have a, a domino effect on a lot of other factors that can be um, very costly. Got it. And I I just did a an episode on the Secure Act 2.0 and and RMD ages changing and there's a variety of things there for us to stay on top of. So when you, and I won't go down that road at the moment, but maybe just talk strategically a little bit about future tax changes. So if you, in the context of the Roth IRA, okay, we've gone through this, you're going to move money into the Roth from a traditional, in that process, you're going to pay some taxes at current tax rates. Strategically, with tax rates sunsetting a number of years from now, I mean, how do, how do you think about that as a, a planning strategy? Yeah, I, I look at I look at um, things of future taxes being kind of one of the potential four tax triggers that I like to talk about for people that have or a couple that have retirement accounts or IRA dollars. Um, I, I think that there's four tax triggers that. Um, that for a situation that could trigger tax rates and Medicare costs, so kind of trigger points. And so there, one, just when someone reaches that age where those RMDs are beginning, so at age 73 or 75, um, depending on when it happens for the person or when it will happen. Um, a second one being future tax rate increases, like you just mentioned. Um, a third being at the death of the first spouse. And then the fourth being at the death of the second spouse. So I kind of think of there's four trigger points where taxes can be, um, can, tax rates can be um, go go up for someone, and and also Medicare costs could go up as well. Got it. So I I know when I talk to to a lot of our clients about taxes, most people seem to think that taxes are going up in the future. We we know when we look at a chart of where tax rates have been, we're at pretty much historic lows from a tax rate standpoint. So are you kind of saying, you know, if we're at, if we're at a low tax rate right now, you might convert some of those dollars at today's rates. And if they go up when the tax rates that were currently under sunset in 2025, you've, you've saved yourself some income taxes. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah, I think that's one of them. Um, I mean, you know, like you just mentioned, in 2026, we know unless they change something, tax rates are going to go up for most people probably by about 3% at the federal level. Um, and so if you have RMDs that are going to be happening in 2026 or later, and we go back just to those tax rates we had before, 
um, then people are going to be paying more on those RMDs or that they have to take out later on down the road. And, and it's, it's worth pointing out as well, you know, we currently have some of the lowest federal tax rates in U.S. history. So um, what are the odds that they go down from here? I tend to lean probably not very likely. And I think for most people, if they had to say, do you think rates, uh, tax rates are going to go up or, or down? It's um, in the future, it's, it's probably going up. So if you do believe that, then doing Roth conversions now, sooner than later, is is a nice opportunity. Got it. And it's, uh, I think it's just fascinating in our industry where I, and nobody knows where the future is going, but I feel like for the last 30 years, we've been saying tax rates are going to go up and, and they've actually just kept going down. <laughs> Uh, but, but I think you look at these charts of, again, our, our national debt and deficits and, and where tax rates are now. And and most people, I think the prevailing wisdom is, yeah, that the rates have got to go up to, to pay some of those bills we've, uh, we've created for ourselves. So moving on to one of these other tax triggers, I mean, talk to me about for a, for a married couple scenario, what's the strategy around, okay, the, the death of the first spouse? Why does that matter? And how does a Roth conversion fit into that? Yeah. So upon a, a couple, if the first spouse, when they, he or she passes away, the surviving spouse can roll over the IRA and have it in their name and continue RMDs just the same. However, the RMD amounts that people are taking out generally are going to be basically the exact same amount that they otherwise would have had, had both spouses been living. But now the surviving spouse no longer falls under the married filing jointly tax tables and now falls under the single tax tables for both federal and state tax purposes. So in that event, you know, for example, if a spouse, a married couple was maybe a uh, in the 12% federal tax bracket, and they all of a sudden have uh, 50, and they have $50,000 in RMDs. You know that $50,000, they're probably going to be doubling, and they very well are going to be now kicked up into the 22% tax bracket or, and, and whatnot. So they're probably looking at, possibly in that case, they're looking at double the amount of taxes. Um, if someone's already in say the 24% tax rate, they could be bumped up into the 32% tax rate and be having almost 50% more in, in taxes. So. The biggest thing is that upon the, the way that RMDs work, even when one spouse uh, passes away, the surviving spouse still has the same RMD to deal with, but now it's going to be taxed at a higher rate because they simply because they're on this the single tax tables. Okay, so if you and, and if going back to this, so if you do some of these Roth conversions, get the money in the Roth IRA, then those RMDs no longer apply, and you're able to to sort of control that bracket even after the first death. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roth IRAs, and once you have money in Roth IRAs, there are not RMDs or required minimum distributions from on, on Roth IRAs. So um, it's only on what you have in IRAs. So if someone is able to uh, convert the majority of IRA dollars or a good chunk of their IRA dollars into Roth IRA dollars before the death of the first spouse, that can really help avoid the RMD amount from being larger, which then has a domino effect to um, increase the tax rates because they're moving to a single tax table versus a married filing joint. Got it. 
So that's after the death of the first spouse. So how is this used as a planning tool for after both spouses have passed away? Yeah. I mean, after the second death, then, you know, the money is going to go on to the beneficiaries and just say it's children, um, you know, depending on the age of the adult children at the time of the second death. Um, sometimes those dollars can in- incur some big, bigger taxes too. So for example, um, one thing to mention first would be probably that at, uh, at a death of a, you know, say, um, my, my, I, I pass away, my wife then passes away and it goes, our, our money goes on to our kids. Um, they can actually take our IRA dollars and roll them over into an inherited IRA um, that would allow them to avoid the taxation of the lump sum. However, from then on, they can take money out of that IRA at any time um, and they just have to pay tax on that. And so that's where there can be some larger tax rates because oftentimes people who are passing away tend to have kids that are in their primary earning years. Um, they may be, you know, for example, if they're in their 50s, they may be earning more than they ever have in their life. They may be already at very high tax rates and to take any money out of the IRAs, which people often do, the tax taxable income on that just goes above and then or I should say right on top of their other income they already have from their earned income. So um, with most inherited IRAs um, typically being cleared out within four years, you know, what that tells us is that a lot of people, when they inherit the money, they typically want to do something with it. And they are taking it out you know, regardless of the tax rates in which they're paying. So, you know, a lot of times there's even potentially another, it's another trigger where there could be a higher tax rate incurred um, just because the, it's going on top of uh, the adult child's already high earned income potentially. Got it. So when I'm thinking about what you're talking about, I'm, I'm sort of thinking doing some of these Roth conversions up front, you, you pay some tax up front uh, and endure some pain to do that. But what you're, what you're kind of doing is you're, you're trying to stretch out the lowest tax rate possible, not just for you, but for your spouse and for any beneficiaries you have. So it's kind of trying just to reduce the total family taxes due over a period of time. Is that, is that a fair way to characterize it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really that that money is only IRA money is only worth what it's worth after you pay taxes. So a lot of times people look and say, Oh, I got a million dollars in my 401k or my IRA. But the reality is, you know, it may, if you're going to be in pay 35% of that in taxes, well, you only have 650,000 sitting there. So what, but if we, if you can get it out with a 15% tax rate, you may actually have $850,000 that's sitting there. So the tax rate is really, really critical. You know, I argue that the tax rate that you pay on that money is more more influential sometimes than potentially the the rate of return you're getting on that money. So people always worry about the rate of return, but they don't really think much about, all right, what's the tax implication going to be on this and what am I going to actually walk away with after those taxes? So that's where we jump in and can really help you strategical with people and, and trying to reduce down that amount of tax, have the most amount of that IRA money going into their pocket as possible. Got it. So this is, a, I mean, it's a robust conversation. It's difficult to one to have in a an audio format, no doubt about it. Um, any last parting words on on Roth IRAs for the moment? Um, you know, I, I think uh, that with with Roth IRAs, it's 
it's looking to be strategical. So like you mentioned early on, I mean, knowledge is out there and knowing that you may want to convert money and the benefit that could be beneficial to move money from um, IRA over to Roth IRA is one thing, but you know, like, like you said, implementation of it is a whole nother thing. And so, you know, when we do that, we're very um, cautious of what we're doing because for people that are in retirement, we, you know, if you convert and have too much income, you can have a domino effect, not just on the tax rates that you're paying, but also the cost of your Medicare, which is affected by your taxable income. So what a lot of people don't realize is that their Medicare costs are going to be based on and can go up based on more income that they have. So their adjusted gross income is basically what the Medicare looks at. So um, sometimes, and, and with Medicare in particular, if you go over a threshold by $1, just $1, that can kick in $2,000 or so or more of Medicare costs for a married couple. So being very, very careful on the process and implementation of it is really important. Um, you know, so we always want to look at things. And when we do this type of planning, we're typically get people retired. We'll do and get whatever income stream they maybe need from their IRAs. And then we do a projection of 10, 20, 30 years down the road to see where are their RMDs gonna be at those points? How are those RMDs gonna affect and be taxed at that point? And how is that gonna affect their Medicare costs at that point? And so then that brings us back to the present day where we put in together a strategy and create a strategy for people over usually over multiple many years where we're gonna convert a certain amount within you know, whether it be a certain tax bracket they're already in, maybe it's the next tax bracket because that's the bracket their RMD is going to be taxed in later on down the road anyway. So let's just do that now. Um, or it's a bracket that has to do with the Medicare and not making sure that their Medicare costs um, don't go up. So maybe we'll go up to that limit. So um, I think the implementation is, is kind of a really important thing that, um, you know, it's what we do all the time and love to help people do. So we always want to be careful with that because there can be so, some domino effects negatively when done incorrectly. Really good stuff. I, I would just close out this conversation conversation and, and share with everyone out there. Uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed getting some insight into how, how Chad and our team strategically apply Roth IRAs and Roth conversions. But I would highlight that uh, you don't need to remember or know all the ins and outs of all of this. It's very complicated stuff. It's why there's professionals like us to help you along the way. Um, and and we're, we're here to help with that. So Chad, thanks for, for tuning in. Thanks for the conversation. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. So if you want to reach me, you can reach me at tomselbo at landmarkwealth.net. You can also reach out to Chad, Chad Broberg at landmarkwealth.net or go out to our web website, landmarkwealth.com. Check out our team, check out our approach to financial planning. We'd love to connect and see if a Roth conversion strategy is right for you and your family. Thanks everyone. Follow or subscribe to this podcast if you find this information helpful. And of course, be sure to share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Unlocked podcast with Tom Selbo. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Landmark Wealth for all podcast updates. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest 
and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Landmark Wealth Management Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.